This is Kristen Nicole Young, and you're listening to the Headbands and Hard Truth Podcast. talking about today homemaking and you know how do you create a life-giving home how do you cultivate a home that gives a life to your family how do you cultivate a home that raises your kids to be blessings um, and some other tips and wisdom for moms who are in that stage of life who are raising littles or even all the way up to you know teenagers um, and so you know in the in the culture of boss babes and women empowerment and feminism and you know women being equal to men and and all these sorts of topics which hey nothing wrong if you are a boss babe or you own a business and that is wonderful the proverbs 31 woman was a hard worker she bought and sold land she you know uh she was a worker she uh, made income for her family, and so there's nothing wrong with that at all. But there is a an extreme where it goes to, you know, women have to do these kinds of things to be valuable. Women have to con- uh, quote unquote contribute to society in those sorts of ways, and then it it makes the uh, the homemaker um, like almost like this drag of a. Um, I don't want to say career, but this drag of a role for a woman. Um, And so we're going to talk about homemaking and, uh, you know, homeschooling and just the home today and just talk about how, what a gift it is and how we can thrive in the role that we are in as moms. And there's a quote by Charles Spurgeon, and it's one of my favorite quotes. It says, You are as much serving God and looking after your own children and training them up in God's fear and minding the house and making your household a church for God as you would be if you had been called to lead an army to battle for the Lord of hosts. And that's Charles Spurgeon. And every time I read that quote, I like want to beat my chest and like punch through a wall and think, I'm going to fold these towels you know like uh just think it just it's so empowering thinking like what we are doing as moms is such important and crucial work um and so i am excited for you to join us today um and today i have a guest and her name is jenny and she is one of my really good friends she is a mentor to me she is um, in, a, in a step ahead of life in me and mothering. Um, she's going to explain a little bit about herself in just a minute, but she's got four kids and they're all almost teenagers. Most of them are teenagers. Um, and so she is going to be talking about how they have created a life-giving home, how they've, raised, how they've been raising their kids to be blessings, and then we'll also be talking about homeschooling too. So um, give it up for Jenny and I'll let her introduce herself a little bit. Hi. First, thanks for having me, Kristen. Um, I'm Jenny. I am 42 years old. I've got four kiddos, um, ages, let's see, 16, 15, 13, and 11. Um, So um, I am wife to my amazing husband, Chris. We will celebrate 22 years of marriage in April. yeah, I'm a creative and an entrepreneur at heart, so I've had several small businesses on my side over the years. Um, the constant has been my jewelry business. Um, yeah, but it's always um, it's always a, a constant um, or a consistent 
intentionality to balance those with homemaking. Um, and probably something else you should know about me is that I love health and nutrition and coffee and plants a ridiculous amount. Um, <laughs> maybe an unhealthy amount. Um, a little bit of an obsession. I also love um, just having a cup of coffee with sisters in Christ and friends and talking about things like this, things that matter and challenging each other and encouraging one another. So I'm excited to be here. I love it. Yeah, we're, Jenny and I are soul sisters. We <laughs> love plants and all things nutrition and health. And Like I'm sitting here <laughs> in your home and surrounded by plants and it makes me really happy. There's a, a diffuser over there. And like, it's like I'm home. So. <laughs> it's, we, yes, I'll, and I love being in your home as well too. It just is so cozy. Um, so yeah, so this is Jenny. Um, and so I love that you um, shared a little bit about yourself. So let's get started uh, talking about the stuff that people are here for. And um, okay, so you can you share a little bit about what led you on your journey to be a stay-at-home mom and a homemaker? Um, can you give us a little insight into how you are where you are now? Yeah, um, honestly, I didn't have a whole lot of forethought when I was younger about homeschooling or staying home full time. I just knew that I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have children and I wanted to be with them. I wanted to be home with them, but I never really got past like how many years I'd be home with them or, um, and then when I met my husband and it became apparent that he was going to be my husband, um, he was homeschooled. He has four, there's four siblings, um, just like our kiddos. And they were all homeschooled and I wasn't, I was public school. So I didn't really think about anything differently. I just knew I wanted to be home with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when I really started entertaining the idea and praying about that and thinking about that. And just honestly, when the idea of having that kind of freedom and being given that opportunity and privilege to be home with my kids full time, it was like really the first time I'd really like, oh, wow, I can do that. Like that can be what we do. Okay. And so... Um, because let's be real, like, I told you how old I am. When I was younger, there weren't really homeschool families, and if they were, there was, like, <laughs> one or two, and I don't want to step on toes, but they were kind of really the weird ones. Like, I, I call our family weird, but, like, and I don't know, like, weird yeah. not as a compliment. <laughs> there, there's, there's levels of, of homeschool families. Like, can we say that, I guess, maybe? I don't know. Well, day then it wasn't it wasn't common sure, yeah it was mm -hmm. really thought of like you know, yeah I don't know yeah it wasn't a thing yeah so yeah and now that there are especially you know which I'm glad we're talking about homeschooling to, we'll be talking about homeschooling today in the podcast because there's a huge uptick mm -hmm. in families yes. who are homeschooling whether Big they wanted right to homeschool originally or whether they kind of got shoved into mm -hmm. it with all this COVID whatever um and kind of like are stuck in that position now, but maybe yeah. they love, like there are families that, you know, that, that was the push to get them to homeschool and now they love it. Um, but there's this giant uptick in homeschooling. So, um, okay. So did you have a good example to, mo did you have anything, any, uh, example to look at as to what homemaking looks like? Um, I did. My mom, even though like, it's weird because, because I went to public school, and then was involved in extracurricular stuff afterwards and was really busy and active. I wasn't really home a ton. Um, and I, I say that in comparison to the amount of time that my kids are home now because we're always home. And so, um, so I didn't have the same 
example that my kids are getting right now, but my mom still, one thing I took away from her and still take away from her is her thoughtfulness and her intentionality with people. Like she, she always made everyone feel special. Birthdays, holidays was always really good at like just doing all those little things mm-hmm. to make you yeah. feel special and loved. Mm-hmm. And, um, I always remember our home being very tidy and very neat mm-hmm. and kept, um, always very cozy and homey and that she always had it decorated and like, yeah not frou-frou, like you couldn't touch things. Like we lived in it, but it just Mm -hmm. always, it was always a home. Mm -hmm. Like she always did a great job of making it a home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely had that to an extreme that she and I joke now because if I like, it took me years to be able to see the pillows out of the place on the couch and it not drive me crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because things were always like, and things were, things always had their place. Mm -hmm. And I remember Mm -hmm. that as a kid and, and, Mm -hmm. And it did help. It helped me to keep mm-hmm. a tidy home and to mm-hmm. to know like how peaceful that kind of home feels. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it did I had to fight a little bit of OC there in the first <laughs> several years of having kids of like, hello, is okay. There's shoes right there. Don't touch the shoes them. are fine. The shoes are fine. You know. Um, I think our moms might be good friends. Yeah. My mom, and I know our mom is going to listen to this too. I love you, mom. Uh, she, we, we knew, I'll tell you, we knew how to clean the toilets. And if we did not clean the toilets the way that they needed to be cleaned, we would clean them again, which I'm also thankful yes. for. You know, like you don't appreciate it whenever you're growing my up. My kids are totally going to have these stories about me because yeah. oh I'll be gosh, like, did you is. vacuum? And like, uh-huh. yeah, and I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, you, it do not look like you do. <laughs> look at this over here. Let's try again. Yes. And I know sometimes they might think it's nitpicky, mm-hmm. but we have these talks where I'm like, I am trying to help you learn the right way. Yes. Like, this is going to help mm-hmm. you later on. Yes. And so, anyway. Yes. And working with excellence, you know, yes. it's like doing the best you know, that you can. And help mom and um, not be crazy. Yeah, exactly. It, it all works. Yes. I, and I also relate <laughs> to you. I went to public school and but my mom stayed home and she was a homemaker, but you know, I went to public school too and was involved mm-hmm. in all sorts of, you know, extracurricular things. And, um, but all, very similar upbringing and, you know, the house was tidy and clean and, you know, it was warm and cozy and it was a place to, you know, come and that, you know, I'm thankful to have, yeah. you know, a, a, an example like that, a Absolutely. role model. Like that, although, you know, it just, you know, you, when you are your own, when you have your own home, it starts to look a little bit different because you kind of step into your own, uh, how you, you know, are a homemaker. Um, but thankful that we had those examples. Um, and okay, so this is a really, I think this is going to be really good to talk about, especially for young moms and I've, I feel like I still consider myself a young mom. I mean, uh-huh. I'm only 29. <laughs> um, and and so I think that makes you yeah, young mom, too. Yes. Like we are in the thick of raising little kids. I mean, our oldest is five and a half. Um, and so, and then, you know, down to a one-month-old. And so, we are in the throes of it, it feels like. Um, and so, I would love to get, and I don't know, we've talked about this before because I come to you. I can't tell you how many times I've, like, cried on your couch, like, is it going to be like this forever? And, like, you know, how do I handle this? Um, is What are some struggles? And maybe you can talk about different seasons, yeah. too. Like, what are some struggles that you experience staying home with your kids or even just, you know, being a mom in general? Like, what are some struggles that you experienced being a homemaker I wish that y'all listening could see my notes. Um, She's got front back page. On on this specific question, it's really long answer. Um, I literally started with, um, oh goodness, how long do we have today? Um, 
Because, and I think it's important what you said about seasons. Um, I know whenever my husband and I have talked to younger parents and couples, um, that's always a big thing we talk about is just seasons because the seasons change and learning to change with them and learning to create rhythms in your home that um, are life-giving and that are efficient and work for that season of life. Um, but honestly, I don't like to sugarcoat this when people ask me because when I first started having kiddos, I was one of the, um, like one of the few within the people that we knew at the time that was having kids. So I really didn't have people ahead of me to tell me these things. Um, and the one woman that I met that visited our church one Sunday, like I had been praying and praying, God, I just need somebody like, and they visited, they had 10 kids homeschooled all of them. We're still in the middle of homeschooling. All 10 kids were still home. Um, and I just clung to her. I was like, okay, tell me all the things, you know? Um, but I will say, I just think it's important to be real and honest with expectations and what this looks like because the enemy loves, loves to steal our joy and just rob us of all of the goodness of this time with giving us unrealistic expectations or whispering mm -hmm. lies to us. Um, so I worked at least one full-time job from age 14 until two months before we had our first kiddo. Mm -hmm. And this is the hardest job I've ever had. Yes. And I had a lot of stressful jobs, mm -hmm. very stressful jobs. Um, I hear you. But this is the most rewarding. Mm -hmm. Like, it sounds even lame to say it in that mm -hmm. way because I just, I can't find words to say enough about it in that way. Like it is by far the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. And that I think that I ever could do mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I honestly, like I think about, okay, when I get to the end of my life, well, I, am I going to have regrets? Mm -hmm. The only thing that I think I would ever regret is missing out on this time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to regret. Oh, I didn't get to start that, you know, business on the list of 50 ideas that I have, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. or I didn't get to have more time to hang out with my friends or I didn't get to, you know, take this painting class or do this or whatever. I, I, the only thing I would severely and desperately regret would be this not spending time and not investing in my kids, mm -hmm. um, or in my husband, both family period. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, starting with like, why is it so hard? Because of our flesh, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, because sometimes I really don't want to hear the same story for the billionth time. Or maybe <laughs> I'd like to pee without children. But like, seriously, do they have built-in GPS trackers? I'm telling you. I would like to tell you know. moms that as they get older, it's better. <laughs> no, all, all three of my teenagers, as soon as I sit down on the toilet, they mom, I'm like, Seriously. It's like that point five seconds that you leave a room and everything falls apart and you have they to be needed. Know. Yes. They just know. So, you know, there's all those things that um, my flesh really doesn't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I would, I'll say, oh, sometimes, you know, most days, mm -hmm. most days my flesh doesn't want to deal with any of that. Um, but um, my selfishness, their selfishness makes the perfect storm. Mm -hmm. You know, and so denying ourselves is just hard, period. And when you're a stay-at-home mom and you choose to further that into homeschooling, the challenge is that you are always on. Yeah. Always. You're essentially always working. Mm -hmm. You're always at work. Yeah. Um, and at work within the walls of your home and with your family. So in the place and with the people that you feel most vulnerable with. So it gets messy. 
Um, life is hard and hard things happen and we still need to clothe, feed, nurture, and teach our children in the midst of the hard. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. so that's kind of like the real raw, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, we could sugarcoat, well, you're going to be home with your kids and yeah, just go to Pinterest and you're going to do all these crafts and all these moms <laughs> that you follow on Instagram that have these beautiful laid out tea parties yeah. every afternoon as part of their time mm-hmm. with their kids. Those things do happen mm-hmm. and they're beautiful. Yeah. But the real life part of it is mm-hmm. that it's messy yeah. and things don't always play out the way that you want them to, mm-hmm. but there's so much beauty in that mess. Mm-hmm. There's so much that's being learned in mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. For me personally, I have many different seasons of battling serious health issues um, of different kinds and loss, and I'm currently in one of those and have been for about two and a half years now. And so often the hardest thing is receiving grace for myself. Because you feel the weight of the needs and the heart and your heart longs to not just fill them, but fill them joyfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had more days in bed with painful migraines in the last few years than I can count and definitely more ba- days in pain than not. So it's hard to fill needs like that and it's really hard to fill them joyfully. Mm-hmm. I would love to say that, you know, oh no, I just, I always am just joyfully serving my family. When mm-hmm. you're in pain and you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't happen like that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But God is still good. Mm -hmm. He is still good. And even when I don't understand his plan or even like it, I trust him. And that's where we get to the most important thing to me is you have to have a solid foundation. God is everything to me. He is the only reason I'm here today, living this beautiful life that I don't deserve. And it's by his grace alone that I'm able to fill anyone's needs at all. Um, And... Yes, even in the midst of pain, I still call it a beautiful life mm-hmm. because I am—I get to be home mm-hmm. with my four children. Yeah, I get to do this life mm-hmm. with my husband. I get—I get to do that, and I—I mm-hmm. I, I think that wording is important. It's not yes. I have to. Mm-hmm. It's I get to. Like, yeah. it is. The world is gonna label it something completely different. It's gonna be a have to, and it's gonna be mumbling and groaning and complaining. Mm-hmm. But listen, this is. The highest honor yeah. and the most privileged role, sure. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Like, I, I feel so honored and privileged to get mm-hmm. to be their mom and to get yeah. to be the one that gets to spend the days with their days with them. Yeah. Um, and if I could add something yeah, just to that, absolutely. just to make a point about that, is just, you know, to, uh, to any moms out there who are listening, is just that's such a good word of wisdom is to change our perspective to change the wording of even just how we talk to our kids or about our kids or you know pump ourselves up for the day is like we get to do this the lord does not owe us a single thing and the fact that we have children to raise up because you know it your perspective that you have is so contrary to especially, you know, a lot of the world's view towards children and sadly, a lot of people in the church mm-hmm. too. And yeah. it, it, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking it because is. God's word talks about, you know, children are like quivers. I mean, are like arrows in a quiver, um, and are being ready to, you know, or getting them ready to shoot out. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, it's spiritual warfare. We're raising up warriors for the kingdom of God. And it's, you know, the world just considers children such a burden. And I think it goes, I mean, it goes back to what you're saying is because of selfishness. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want, it's almost like we try to escape the hard 
of like the everyday motherhood because it rubs up against us. It rubs up against what we want. It rubs up against uh, our comfort. It rubs up against our ease. It rubs up against everything. And so it's like children are considered. This is definitely not the easy path. No, not at all. (laughs) But it's so worth it. Is that the world just considers children a burden. And Mm -hmm. so that's so great. Just reminding ourselves over and over again that children are a blessing. Children are a blessing. I get to do this. Mm -hmm. I get to be at home with them. Um, I get to teach them about God's word. Like I get to disciple them. Um, and choosing that to be a blessing. So I think that's a really good takeaway. I think for moms listening is he, he chose us. Yeah. Like he chose to give me Mm. Stone, Aiden, Josie, and Dustin. He That's chose good. to give mm-hmm. you your sweet babies. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not done yet. I know you. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, we'll see. I got to get he, past that home birth first. <laughs> he chose to bless us mm-hmm. with these gifts. Mm-hmm. And because he chose, yeah. then I feel like, how can I not choose sure. to invest in them? Yeah. You know, he That's gave good. them to me mm-hmm. to equip, to love, to train, mm-hmm. to raise up. Yeah. to nurture, mm-hmm. to care for. Mm-hmm. And by his grace, I, I do that yeah. and only by him. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like yeah. he chose me yeah. and I choose because of mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. to do the same for yeah. them. And and like you said, just the world, even mm-hmm. some of Christian culture, sadly, um, the way we speak about children, like do we speak about them mm-hmm. the way that Jesus did? Mm-hmm. Because he sees them as absolutely precious. Yes. And is that mm-hmm. is that what our words reflect when we talk yeah. about him? And I'll be honest, I mean, I am I am a sinner in need <laughs> of his grace mm-hmm. and all day long every day. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't always speak about my children. Yeah. Like I should, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely, um the way that God views them is the way that we should view them. Yeah. For sure. Um that's good. And the other, the other thing that I wanted to hit on with that that I feel like is really, really important is, and I know that we've all heard this verbiage before, but I feel like when it comes to really anything, but specifically we're talking about this, big life decisions, knowing your why mm-hmm. is really, really important. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are you choosing to be home with your kids? Why are you choosing to homeschool? Whatever, whatever choice with your kids you're talking about, why? Or if it's sending them to school, why are you sending them to school? Yeah. What are your What are your motives yeah. and your reason for doing? That's good. Any of it. Um. So for me, I know, time and time again, my foundation is Jesus, and then why? Why am I doing this? Yeah. And in those hard seasons, like the one that I've been in, those that's what I cling to. The hard days, the hard seasons. I go back to, okay, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And just kind of remind myself and have a conversation with myself mm-hmm. of, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this to raise them up. I'm doing this because God gave them to me and I love them. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want for them. Mm-hmm. I want them to love Jesus. I yeah. want them to desire mm-hmm. beauty and truth and yeah. those things. And that, that keeps me grounded and it keeps me going on days that are hard or seasons mm-hmm. that are hard. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that. That's I think that's a lot of wisdom. Um, and there was ton, tons of wisdom in that already. But um, is there anything specific, like any, I don't want to say like tips and advice, like is there any wisdom that you would pass on to young moms or even, you know, moms that are in your stage of life, but specifically younger moms, 
Uh, what wisdom would you give to, to young moms who are in this role of raising kids? Um, first, in my notes here, I just have the word abide. <laughs> and that's, that's so important. Abide in the Lord. He is truly all you need and will always give you all that you need in each changing season. Um, I know sometimes those can feel like just words. And when you're in the, in the midst of a hard season as a mom, you're like, no, give me more. Tell me what to do. Like, I know that, you know, because I've been there. I've felt mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, I don't want to hear that. I already know that. Now tell me what to do, you know. Yeah. But that really, that really is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that really is, is the thing that is going to keep you going and mm-hmm. serving and, and mm-hmm. doing the things that God's called you to do. Um, the other big thing is that condemnation and guilt are never from the Lord. So kick that crap to the side. That's so good. Um, we, here's the truth. We aren't enough on our own. So turn Satan's biggest lie into the most beautiful truth. We are not enough, but God is. And in him, because of him, we are equipped to be not only enough, but exactly what and who our children need. Mm -hmm. God didn't give me your children because Mm -hmm. you're exactly who they need. That's good. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really, really important because Satan... Satan is after the family unit. Yes. Always has been, but hardcore is right now. Mm -hmm. And so he is going to constantly try to heat condemnation and guilt. Mm -hmm. And we already as mamas struggle with that because we love our kids and we want the best and we can't do it all. Mm -hmm. So we always feel guilty. Yes. Um, And he knows that. Mm -hmm. So the enemy just plays off of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So trust the Lord. Trust that he knew exactly what he was doing when he gave you your children. Mm -hmm. Um, Let grace abound. We can be we can be really well versed in this, and I can say it to you, mm-hmm. and to all the mamas, and I can say it on this podcast to all you loving mamas that are out there, and then I can go home and get trapped mm-hmm. in that lie, yeah, um, really easily, which is why we go back to abide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to be abiding in in the truth of of the Word of God and mm-hmm. abiding and just spending time with Him, mm-hmm. because otherwise, we get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really honestly the biggest thing um and you know the other thing is that your children don't need to see you being perfect Mm -hmm. they don't need a picture of perfection Mm -hmm. um really a false sense of Mm -hmm. perfection and identity yeah they need to see jesus Mm -hmm. in you and they need to see that you need jesus Mm -hmm. and that we mess up without him and so it's really how you handle the mess that matters um there's lots of opportunities to teach grace and humility and forgiveness and mm-hmm. how, what it looks like to apologize and be in relationship with yeah. someone mm-hmm. through those things. Um, mm-hmm. I have apologized to my kid more times than I can count. Yes, girl. And there's there's still, you know, quite a bit of years left in my house. So yeah. I it's not I can't even count how many mm-hmm. times I've apologized. But mm-hmm. There's so much they're learning in that. And I will say to everyone who does not know Jenny that her kids are blessings. So if you're a mom (laughs) who feels like you really suck at momming and you have to apologize all the time, she just admitted that she's had to apologize (laughs) a lot. And her kids have turned out really, really great so far. So So, um, I mean, I just did this morning. (laughs) multiple times um but that humility is such a big thing too and like you said is the like the perfection just does such a disservice it does to us to them because then it's like this unattainable like idol like position that they put their parents in well and they also then have unrealistic expectations of how to be a wife a husband a mom a dad one day Mm -hmm. and they will always constantly feel Mm -hmm. that they can't 
do mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. or do a good job. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we're not setting them up for success. We're setting right. up for failure. Yes. And it's like, I mean, it's is it okay if I get frustrated and I yell? No, that's not okay. But then it's explaining to, it's apologizing and explaining, look, it was not okay that I yelled. I'm a sinner. Mommy also needs Jesus yes. too. Like, and you know, that yeah. show, like, and like you said, it's such a teachable moment. Like there's so many teachable moments. It's not like, oh, I yelled at my kids, so I'm going to go sit in my closet and I'm going to cry about it for, you know, or I'm going to mope about it for the next two weeks and right. think that I'm the worst that, mom ever. Right. And yes, should we be sad about it? Yeah, because that's not how we're intended to talk to other people. Right. Is it going to happen? Yeah, probably. Because, you know, you're just all up in each other's space. And and I'll tell you, the fruit of that has been watching your kids with their siblings mm-hmm. know how to properly handle yeah. a conflict. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and then lastly, the thing that you all hate to hear and probably thought I'd initially answer with, I really try to avoid it, but the old lady in the grocery store really doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Soak up the time. Yes. Enjoy your babies because it really is fleeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being told that, especially all mm-hmm. of my kids are so close together. Yeah. At one point we had three kids, three and under. They were all in diapers. Um I remember being in the grocery store with all of them and, oh, you got your hands full. And, you know, all the comments and some were very well-meaning and, you know, innocent. Um, But there was always a sweet little old lady, always, that would be like, oh, just enjoy them. They're going to be grown up before your eyes or they'll be gone. I just thought, okay, you know, but it's so true. It's so true. I mean, I have one that'll be a senior next year. And then the year after that, my second oldest will be a senior. And it's just, we're getting to that point where... Really, in the next mm-hmm. five years, yeah. I'll have one kiddo home, yeah. which is crazy for me to think about because it feels like I blinked. Yeah. Um. So really, just enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so good. Laundry will always pile up. Dirty yeah. dishes will always be dirtied. Mm-hmm. And it's not an excuse to not take care of your home, right? But it is a hey, what's mm-hmm. what's the priority today? Does this mm-hmm. little one really need help today, or really need extra attention? Extra attention. Mm-hmm. Um. Or does this teenager, are they struggling with their heart and they just need time with me today? Mm-hmm. They need to go on a walk and, and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at what, yeah. what's important. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, I like what you said about um, just knowing, you know, like knowing your kids and knowing what they need. I think that comes with, you know, intentionality is knowing your kids, knowing their love languages, knowing you know, like what speaks to them? How do you communicate with them? How, cause each kid is different. And that's something I'm learning is like the way that I communicate with Brecken is not the same that I need to communicate with Ava because she responds to yeah. different, you know, ways. Like she just responds to different ways that you phrase things. Absolutely. And so one, cause she's a girl and he's a boy. Um, two, she just has a different personality and she has different motivating factors and like, Brecken is competitive and he, I mean, it's just, it's so different, you know, like, so I can phrase things to him a certain Isn't way. It's crazy how different, like all yes. four of mine are all so very different yes. and they all learn differently and mm-hmm. feel loved differently. Mm-hmm. And that is challenging, but also really cool that we get to be there to know those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Gosh, Josie's my mini me. Her love language is coffee. <laughs> I just love her so much. Coffee, um, just like her mama. Oh yeah, Jenny's. She had their third born is Josie, and that is our little Josie's. I guess I would say namesake. It's when we were going <laughs> through all loves. the names. I'm so glad. I told her she has to. She has to teach our Josie how to be a Josie. Um, <laughs> is when we were going through like names. You know what to name our our little girl. Uh, Josie was on the list. And we were thinking of all the people we knew that, you know, were named Josie. And we really only know about two people that are named Josie. And we were thinking about uh, Jenny's mm-hmm. daughter, Josie. And we were like, yes, of course <laughs> we would name our daughter after her. Like, just they just raise such blessings. And that's something I want to transition into is, you know, all of your kids are such blessings. And that's, you know, definitely a testament of the Lord and His grace. And also you guys for being... for for cultivating that um, environment in your family and making it a priority to raise your kids to be blessings. And that's a like a core value, I guess you would say, of like, you know, y'all's family is to raise your kids to be blessings. Like you want your kids to be blessings everywhere they go. And they are. And that's, uh, for those of you listening, that's a, that is a common um, comment that, that people will make about this family and their kids is that they are just such blessings. And Um, So I want to talk about, you know, how do you, one, we talked about homemaking and staying at home and how hard it is and spending time with your kids, but, you know, the importance of a tidy home as well. Um, And so how do you tie that all together to make a life-giving home? How do you, how do you cultivate your home to be life-giving to where, you know, you can raise your kids to be blessings? Are there any, you know wisdom that you would say that Mm -hmm. you like what have y'all done to first thank you for saying that because (laughs) that was um that has always been something that that Chris my husband and I have talked about since we started having children is Mm -hmm. that we really wanted to enjoy our children we wanted Mm -hmm. them to be a blessing not only to us but to anybody that was in our home or around Mm -hmm. them and just to the world you know Mm -hmm. to be used by God to for kingdom work and Mm so that means a lot to me, and when whenever someone tells me that, it's it's a blessing to me, and but also just a really good reminder on maybe days where I'm not feeling it. <laughs> you are um, not a blessing today. <laughs> because <laughs> that is honestly, ultimately what I think, but you know, our feelings are yeah. the best of us sometimes. But, um, goodness, um, I think I would say that as a mom, I sometimes struggle with home feeling restful. Mm-hmm. just because it's work, my workplace too. And so yeah. I think that is the challenge of being a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I only struggle with that when I'm believing lies or having mm-hmm. unrealistic expectations. That's good. Mm-hmm. So when I really when I really think about those times where I'm struggling with that mindset, it's because I'm looking around my living room and going, it does not look perfect. I could not take a picture of this right now. Or I could not, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. my headspace and my heart's not in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's important to just make note of, like, when you're feeling those things, why am I feeling this way? What's really mm-hmm. going on, you know? Um, but my goal and passion for our home has always been for it to be a place of refuge, a comfortable place to be lived in and enjoyed, and a welcoming place for others to come into. And it's a place that really reflects us. Mm-hmm. Like, I love design, and I love decorating, and I constantly change things because mm-hmm. our home was kind of like, a canvas to me. I'm there yeah, all the time. And yes. so I love, I love change. I crave change. It's life giving to me. And mm-hmm. so, um, that's one thing I love it reflecting us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's important. But, um, I think a big part of it 
honestly, is staying on top of things, organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a family of six, and we live in 1,600 square foot home, and so I really try and stay on top of what comes into our home. Mm-hmm. I go through closets, cabinets, rooms several mm-hmm. times a year. Yes. Um, really just trying to be consistent um, with what are we consistently using and enjoying. And this all, I mean, this sounds like, okay, well, yeah, but that really, that is Mm -hmm. what helps to make our home restful and life-giving is I really feel like more stuff equals more stress. Yes. And so, um, really just keeping a handle on that. When the kids were little, we, I started involving them in an early age. I'd go through their room with them. We'd have a donate pile, a sell pile and a trash pile, you know? And so it's not like mom coming there and just taking their stuff. It's their stuff. And Mm so... It's also teaching them, you know, they, if we get to be home with them, I'm not interested in just teaching them arithmetic and spelling. I want to teach them life right. skills, yeah. lessons that are going to take with them. Mm-hmm. And so this will help them manage their yeah. home yeah. one day and not just be consumers, yeah. Yeah. but be, you know, creators. Mm-hmm. And, and so well, um, that's more practical than calculus. Yes, you know? Like absolutely. I don't use calculus do now, use that? but organization is a great tip now. <laughs> um, so anyway, to be organized and to have less stuff to me equals peace, mm-hmm. more peace. Um, okay. Other things that have helped us to do this is just creating rhythms in our home. Um, when we first started, when I first started staying home, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, <laughs> and so I would, you know, scour the internet for blogs and other moms that were doing it and try to model our schedule after theirs. Mm-hmm. Never worked. Mm-hmm. I failed miserably every single time, and finally realized, okay, this is not me. I can't put myself into their box. I don't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, and, and that would be the other thing is just receive grace for yourself. It takes a couple of years to figure out mm-hmm. what it looks like for you and your family. Cause you're yeah. not the family next door. Right. You're unique to the way God made you guys. And mm-hmm. so, um, it took me a couple of years to figure out that, okay, I like a plan. I like a schedule, but I like it within a framework where I've got room to move around and change sure. things if yeah. I need to. Yeah. But I was trying to follow these moms that were like, okay, from 8 to 8.30, we eat breakfast. From 8.30 to 9.30, we read. And I'm like... <laughs> that stresses me out. Oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like I'm having a panic attack right now thinking <laughs> yes. about it. And um, I was a nutcase. Yeah. And it was not fun to be mm-hmm. my child when I was trying yes. to follow yeah. that. Well, it's like you're always watching the clock, yes. too. And it's like if you're not done by this time, because we've yes. tried that before. And it just doesn't work. But a general flow And that's of what the we day do. So is, when my kids were little... I let them sleep as long as they need to sleep because mm-hmm. um, why not? They're right. growing. They need to sleep. And so when they got up, then it was breakfast time, mm-hmm. you know, and we would, we would always read like we've always had some really great books that were like age appropriate devotionals, mm-hmm. just little snippets of things mm-hmm. read together in the morning. And then it was, you know, some sort of learning depending on their age. Yeah. Um, and then it was lunch, you know, there's just natural mm-hmm. flows and rhythms yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and after lunch, it was chore time, and mm-hmm. then it was nap time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that probably the two like solid structured times we always had was nap time and bedtime. Hallelujah! And that keeps <laughs> seriously yes. that keeps it the is. house restful and life giving yeah. because mm-hmm. I know how I am when I don't get sleep, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. your kids are too. Yes. And so a lot of times we're angry at our kids because we're not for not obeying, but. We've had them out all day long and all mm-hmm. night, and they haven't gotten a nap, and yes. they're tired. Yes. Um, and I think moms need to hear that moms need rest, yes. too. Like, it is important. Like, 
it is not doing our kids damage to make them go sit in their room like for an hour like our five-year-old he doesn't nap anymore but we still have rest time every day the younger kids nap and he has to go in his room and he can play legos or he can play blocks because you know it's like mom's like i need time to myself like i need to either take a nap or read my bible or just do something that's life-giving or just sit in the quiet and and also those scheduled times like that and just those rhythms mm-hmm. help your kids to know what to expect and if yes. they know what to expect mm-hmm. then guess what they know how to be obedient yes mm-hmm. if they don't know what's expected of them they're gonna have a really hard time mm-hmm. being obedient yes and that's gonna make for a chaotic home mm-hmm. um and just poor relationships that's with good. each other honestly mm-hmm. um that's good yeah so i mean our kids still have bedtimes now mm-hmm. they're just later because they're older mm-hmm so yeah. we have certain, like, ages. When they reach a certain age, they get to stay up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. later. Now they get to stay up till this time. And yeah. so um, it looks different in our home now. Mm-hmm. Mommy and Daddy don't get as much <laughs> quiet downtime in the evening because yeah. the kids are better. But, goodness, like, moms of littles, I will say this, don't fear teenagers. That's all I ever heard was, oh, just wait till they get to be teenagers. Yes. Teenagers are so fun. Mm-hmm. If you put the time in and you invest mm-hmm. in them, when they're little mm-hmm. and you train and equip them and love them and do all the things when they're little, mm-hmm. you're going to have some really fun game nights as a family when they're teenagers, some yeah. really fun and like amazing, deep, meaningful, thought provoking conversations. Mm-hmm. Like they're great. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's days, many days where I get a text message from a teenager that is the most encouraging thing and my mm-hmm. heart needed it. Yeah. I mean, you know, whereas it goes from little notes when they're little on your bedside to text messages when they're teenagers, yeah. but they're amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I love that. Yes. I, and also I think we should change the lingo when we talk to moms of like, Oh, we'll just wait till you yes. have your third baby or just wait till you don't sleep at night. It's like, no, just yes. be encouraging. Just that's my, that's my, I could get on that soapbox, but anyway, that uh, we won't go there today. That's another episode. <laughs> Um, okay, so you have given us some wisdom and advice on how to create a life-giving home, which, by the way, quick little snippet, I will be doing a podcast episode soon on creating those rhythms and routines in your home that help you, um, like help your kids know what to expect, help you get some rest, um, and just have like a general flow throughout the day. So I'll be releasing that um, probably pretty soon. That's awesome. Um and okay, I guess the last little thing is um, that I want to talk about in this section, and then we'll briefly move on to homeschooling. Um, is can you remember a specific moment in being a mom, a stay at home mom, a homemaker, where you realize that this was your calling? Like that this mm-hmm. was, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or, or like a confirmation from the Lord of like, this is it. Mm hmm. I think this is going to sound cheesy, but it's honestly just true. Um, first, the first birth of my first child, mm-hmm. like holding him for the first time, it was an immediate, like, what else have I done with my life? <laughs> like, yes. this yeah. is it, you know? Yeah. Um, an immediate of, oh, like, I'm a mom. Like, this is, this is yeah. what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, with each addition of each child and, and then throughout, like, different seasons, of my time at home with my kids, you know, there have been confirmations of there's been times where, you know, because I am a creative, because I am an entrepreneur, because I have all these different things swirling around Mm -hmm. in my head, house projects, all this stuff, 
where I try to run after and pursue, pursue too many things. Mm-hmm. And the Lord always brings me back and says, you can't do too much. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do all these things and do the one thing sure. that I've definitely called you to do like, mm-hmm. and do it well. And so he always, I'm so thankful because he always brings me back. And sometimes I'm kicking and screaming when he brings yes, me back. Yeah. But he always brings me back to, mm-hmm. you can't do it all well. Yeah. And I've told you to do this well. Mm-hmm. And that's really what my heart wants yeah. to do well. Um, so yeah. I just think there's been lots of confirmations along the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. Thanks for sharing that. Um, okay. One more thing or last kind of topic is homeschooling. And um, I, you kind of answered this a little bit about why you chose to homeschool and, you know, to stay home with your kids and teach them. Um, did you and Chris, well, I guess you and Chris would have agreed about homeschooling since he was homeschooled. And so was that, was there any debate, at, or not debate, was there any um, other consideration or other option other than homeschooling when you guys were trying to decide what to do for school? Or was it always the option to homeschool? Honestly, um, there wasn't any other options on the table in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, now I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified because mm-hmm. I am not a natural teacher. Mm-hmm. Not in the, not in the, um, not in the sense of teaching that we all think of teaching. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not that structured natural teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. just not. Like the lesson plan yes. for the day and the craft. That's and not that, naturally yes. me. Yeah. Like that takes a lot of work mm-hmm. and a lot of intentionality and discipline for me to do those things. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't come naturally for me. And so I was terrified because I didn't know what I was doing. I never, I didn't have this experience at home. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I've never seen anybody do it before personally. And so um, I was really scared, but I just, we knew, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had talked about it and prayed about it a ton. And I had had conversations with the Lord a ton. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that I was supposed to be home with my kids and that this yeah. is what it meant to be home with them mm-hmm. and to equip them and give them what they needed. And that's yeah. what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you, you really have to commit. I will mm-hmm. say this quickly about homeschooling. It's good. I've known so many moms over the years and I'm like, we're just going to try it. Don't even, mm-hmm. don't even go there. Mm-hmm. If your mentality is, we're just going to try it. Yeah. Just go ahead and send them to school. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so harsh and yeah. I don't mean it harsh, mm-hmm. but every time I have heard a mom say that and go into it with that mentality mm-hmm. one semester in and their kids are on the school bus Yeah. because they've, they've all given up mm-hmm. because that's not committing. Yeah. Either you commit and you're all in because mm-hmm. when you commit and you're all in, then you're, you are, you are going into it with a heart, mm-hmm. a sound mind, mm-hmm. Like you are devoted that yeah. this is what we're going to do. And that makes all the difference in the world because yeah. it's hard. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. That, and that's a, I mean, that's a, an encouragement and a challenge to moms who, you know, I've heard the verbiage, I can never homeschool or I can never do oh, this. Oh, goodness. Is, you know, you If I can, you can. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I, I relate to you. And like, I'm not a natural teacher in the sense of like a school teacher. Like, yes. I like to teach, like speak to women, you know, yes. like, where it's like, tell me about your, you know, hardest struggle, like, you know, whatever. But it. Like a school teacher, yeah, and and going to public school mm-hmm. and then having that, it's like you have to unlearn. It's that. hard to break out of that box. It is, yeah. and so this is a challenge and an encouragement to moms who think I could never homeschool, mm-hmm. is that you can 
You can. And and it is not because you can. It's because the Lord gives you what you need. Mm-hmm. Like there are some days where I think I can't homeschool. Yeah. But I there are days that I can't. Uh, there's homeschool. still days that I think that. Yeah. And we're almost seventeen years yes. in. Like, and we're just in kindergarten. Like so one semester. I go through seasons of yes. that. I mean, if you asked Chris how many times I had said, They're getting on the bus tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like to him, not mm-hmm. to them. But yes. like after having a hard day. Yes. Do I really mean it? No. Right. It's just mm-hmm. a oh today was hard. I don't know if I can do yes. tomorrow. But then mm-hmm. God gives mm-hmm. me the grace that I need for the yes. next day when That's I wake so up. Good. Um That's so good. Yeah. And, okay, last thing to kind of touch on, what wisdom or advice can you give on those who are homeschooling or are wanting to homeschool? Maybe they're intimidated. Uh, but those who are homeschooling or wanting to homeschool, you know, how, how do you do it? How do you do it well? And what are some tips that you would give to somebody who's wanting to be, uh, you know, homeschool their kids? Um, well, first, pray. Spend lots of time in prayer. Um, if you know of even if they're not like a direct contact with you but a friend knows a friend or a friend of a friend you know that's homeschooling um get get in touch with Mm -hmm. another mom Mm -hmm. um that's homeschooling that's been doing it or that even you know ideally the one that's been doing it one that's maybe starting out like you Mm -hmm. um just having having that support and that group is huge Mm -hmm. um ditch the perfection i I don't even have a planner (laughs) I think there's this idea Mm -hmm. that homeschool moms, like they've got their planner and they've got, Mm -hmm. they've got their school bag and their book Mm -hmm. bag. And that is not me. It's never been me. I can't tell you how many planners I have bought and how much money I've spent on them. (laughs) And the first (laughs) month is filled out. Yeah. And then it's never filled out. So I have finally decided I'm not a planner girl. Like, and I'm not going to spend 20 or $30 on another stupid planner. Yes. And so just, just, I mean... Honestly, just be yourself. Don't mm-hmm. try to fit. Don't try to fit the idea yeah. of what a homeschool mom is. Mm-hmm. Be who you are, mm-hmm. because that is who God created you to be. Yeah. Um, and I, really, just be, if you're able to find, like I said, finding some people who are doing mm-hmm. it. Um, we're in, we're in a co-op, so one day a week, mm-hmm. we join 35 other families, mm-hmm. and we meet at a local church. And my kids are all in a class with their age. With their age group um, we don't really call them grades but we have different groups um, and they have you know have classrooms mm-hmm. and learn together mm-hmm. and do science experiments together and all kinds of stuff all kinds of cool stuff all day long together and then the rest of the week Monday through Wednesday and Friday we're home mm-hmm. um, and so finding that community is huge mm-hmm. um, it is very life-giving and it's very helpful um, and it's, it's kind of a, you find that community and then you've got your trusted people mm-hmm. that you trust to speak into your kids' lives. Yeah. So these women, I know them. So I know when they're teaching my kids on Thursday, I know what what they're, what kind of things they're teaching them. Sure. I don't have to worry about what they're speaking into their lives. Yeah. Um, and honestly, they're just a lifeline for me as a mom. Mm-hmm. So that that is huge. But I know not everyone has that. So if you don't have that, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely do it. If God has yeah. called you, he will equip you. Mm-hmm. And he will help you and give you the grace that you need every single day. And your kids are more than worth it. They That's are true. more than worth it. You won't regret it. That's so good. Um, that is so good. And I, we have just gained so much wisdom from you today. And I know it's the Lord, what he's done in your life and what how he's grown you and taught you. And just the way that you have been obedient to him to raise godly kids and to um, 
make your home a life-giving place and um, I just I really appreciate your obedience because your obedience is not affecting only your family it's affecting our family it's affecting other families and I you know Justin and I always joke about how like y'all are the role model family that you know we're like if if our kids can look like their kids (laughs) then we've done something right um but I'm just really thankful to have y'all as a role model um to do life with and to learn from and just to you know cry we're thankful for so many cry so many cry sessions Chris and I have often had conversations about you and Justin and your kiddos and we're like I don't think we were like I don't think we were that together when our kids were that little. Like, I know that you're shaking your head and you're like, no, I'm not together. Don't tell people that. That's not Come to I my mean. house on a Tuesday but morning I, or I something. I mean, like, solid in your walk with the Lord yeah. and solid in your relationship with Him and those things that matter and the way that you're training your kids and disciplining your kids and loving your kids. It's just not something you see very often, especially in young parents with lots of young littles because it's hard. And so, I have a lot of respect for Kristen as well, guys, because she's, she's putting it in and she's doing it well. Not perfect, but well. So I feel I like you not well a lot of times lately. Well, we all feel like that, but that's not true. That's a I know, I know. I just I know, water I know. her leg, just so you know. <laughs> this is live lie swatting getting rid of um but anyway i just want to say thank you so much for listening today and um i would love if you if this episode was helpful for you if you learned something from it if you would share it or send it to another mom that you love or you know um i think that this could be encouraging for so many moms um it's just so much wisdom from jenny and on just how to be a homemaker and do it well, um, even in the midst of how hard it is, and just to bring honor and glory to God um, in the midst of that season. And, you know, being a homemaker, being a mom in general is sanctifying work. And so I think the more that we can encourage each other Mm -hmm. in what we're doing, the better. So um, if you have listened to this and you enjoyed it and were encouraged, then why don't you share it with another mom? Um, And... Thank you for listening today, and I will catch y'all later.